I was like, why? Like, why are you asking me that? And he was like, he's dead. And I just remember going cold. Hop in the car, get over there as quick as possible. Nobody is there, all of the lights are off, but I noticed the yellow tape. From Girl Stands Incorporated, this is the What She Said Podcast with your host, Rola Shea. Here, we understand that transitioning from a teenage girl to a thoughtful and thriving adult is a tough journey to travel. So why navigate the path alone when you can walk with women who've been in your shoes? So we invite you to come as you are with your mess, confusion, and stress and bloom with us into elegant, graceful, and resilient young women. You've just entered a safe space where black girls and young women speak their truth and differences without feeling judged or guilty about it. A space where you can acquire qualities that make you confident, mindful, mentally and emotionally healthy, and poised with an unshakable sense of belonging. So with your journals in hand and a receptive heart, let's hear what this week's resilience and graceful guest has to say. Hello to our community of listeners. We'd like to start this episode with a loving reminder and disclaimer. Throughout this episode, you will hear triggering words and phrases along with graphic storytelling of self-harm. It is important to recognize that the stories being shared on our podcast are for educational purposes only. Our podcast aims to inform and empower listeners to transform their mindset and overcome obstacles. We believe that stories are a meaningful way to build empathy and that authentic stories have the power to move hearts and minds and unite us all for the greater good. If you have a pre-existing mental health condition or you are starting to experience signs and symptoms of mental illness, we do not recommend you listen to this episode without the supervision of a mental health professional, as this episode can be emotionally intense. If you do not have a doctor or therapist, please contact us for further support at info at girlstance.org. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your thoughts or emotional condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the What She Said podcast. If you are in crisis or you think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255 to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at a crisis center in your area at any time. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately. Girl Stands, or what she said, is not a direct service organization. Girl Stands does not recommend or endorse any clinicians, counselors, psychiatrists, social workers, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on the podcast. Reliance on any information provided by Girl Stands or what she said hosts or guests is solely at your own risk. As always, we will continue to develop tools to support you. Keep an open mind and heart and know you are not alone. If at any time things get too intense, we encourage you to stop listening and seek professional help. Please enjoy today's episode. It was scary. It was scary to see. Yes, I do feel like it was a demon. Like that was the that was the energy. There was just so much anger and hurt and brokenness. I mean, even from his just his physical features had changed. 
he had like grown his hair out. His eyes were different. They were just less life. They were darker. His skin was a bit pale because he wasn't really going outside. Like every time I would go over there, he was in the dark making Mm -hmm. music like by himself. And I feel like that isolation is really what pushed him. This is still something that I'm trying to completely heal from. What I think why I'm still healing from it was that when it happened, A, nobody called and told me. Were you aware? So I'm trying to put my, like knowing what I know now, obviously if I can go back to a situation, I've never had a situation like that, but just put myself in your shoes, knowing what I know now, if I can go back and say, okay, these things exist for me to help this person, maybe I should mention that. Was you aware of any signs of mental illness or suicidal thoughts? Were you aware of any of the signs that shows that, that now we have access to, right? We have resources to see, okay, this person is behaving in this way, maybe it could be that. But then there's also the stigma of I don't want to overthink it or invade anyone's privacy by calling a hotline and saying, hey, my friend is showing these signs. Can I get someone to kind of, you know, poke at him to get some help? Like what is just from your your experiences? I've never experienced it. What could possibly have even helped? I mean, we have all these services, but. Mm -hmm. If a person is not receptive Mm -hmm. and is very adamant about I'm grown, you can't help me type of thing, what is it anything you believe that possibly could have helped? Even if it's resources or I mean, you did mention family, right? And that's what I was thinking, like. His, I saw a different side of him, I feel like, that nobody really saw. He, he had definitely, like, spazzed out on his grandmother once because that's who he was living with during this time. Mm-hmm. By this time, it used to be his whole family. And then I think his mom ended up moving out um, and his brother moved out. So it was just his grandmother left that was there with him and I have found out that he like spazzed out on her she never was really welcoming like her energy was never like you know you can come to me and talk to me so it never really crossed my mind that hey maybe I should share these things that I'm seeing with her so maybe that they can put forth a little more effort they also felt like he was grown and just like me they also thought that this isn't going to happen. I knew he had a gun. Mm-hmm. Let's start here. I knew he had a gun. You said that you would never have thought that this would have happened. This yes. would have happened. The idea of suicide would not have happened. But did it cross your mind that it could happen? Yes. Okay. So tell us why it crossed your mind that it could happen. I just had this really, really light thought. Like, that's the best way for me to explain it. Like, there was just this very gentle voice in my head one day. This was like months before. And I had the thought of of losing him, of him, you know, committing suicide. But it wasn't this bad. So I kind of just, you know, let it go. And then when it did start to get this bad and I'm seeing 
okay, these emotions towards suicide are getting like, they seem more real now. Like mm-hmm. this seems like it's getting more real. Did he say anything that makes you feel that way? Did he threaten to do things like that? Or was it just yes, your the last night that I saw him. Okay, what did he say? He was like, I sh- I, I'm just going to kill myself. And did you believe him? I didn't. I didn't. The last night that I saw him, he wasn't only spazzing out on me. By this point, he was screaming so loud that his grandmother had came from the other side of the house. And now we're both in his room trying to calm him down. And he's like throwing, he's breaking doors in half, literally ripping doors off the hinges, breaking them in half. And we're both scared because we're both literally like five foot women and he's six feet. Yeah. So we're keeping our distance. And he's just like, I think he was crying. He was angry. He didn't want to talk. And he was just saying all of these things and nobody understands me. I should just kill myself. Like, I can't do this anymore. That night you were so burdened, right? With those emotions, you didn't know what to do. You left crying. Yeah. Cause that is the night you called me. Yes. Okay. So just from my end, I'm going to share a little bit from how I experienced this. I didn't experience what you experienced as far as being in the home with him. Mm-hmm. But from my, my space, I said, wow, you know, Dariana called, I, I was talking to my partner at the time and I was like, you know, Dariana called me crying. I don't remember what I said to you that night, but I think we talked a little bit about letting it go. I don't know how long it was between that time to, to the actual event, but when I seen the news of what he what had happened, mm-hmm. a part of me, a part of my heart space went hollow. If that's, I hope that's the right word to describe it. I felt like maybe the, the idea of heart dropping to your stomach, that's what I felt. And when I first saw it, I was like, mm, no, that person got it wrong. That's not, maybe they tagged somebody else. They tagged the wrong person. Unfortunately, it was on Instagram. Yeah. And from my end, once I realized it was real, from me, I felt so stuck on if I should call you or not. Mm-hmm. Not because I didn't care, because I was like, what right. do you say? What do I do? What do I say? How do I show up? Yeah. Like, what is happening right now? Yeah. So that's just from my end. Tell me, between that last time you saw him to the day you saw the news, which you can share how you received the news as well, what that felt like. So I didn't find out until about maybe three hours after it happened. My ex-boyfriend is the one that told me. Okay. He's the one that texted me and told me. I had been asleep. It was an unexpected nap. Like I wasn't even expecting to fall asleep and sleep that long. I remember waking up and being like, oh my gosh, it's like eight o'clock. Like I, I lay down at like two or three and it's eight o'clock. I did not expect to sleep that long. And as soon as I woke up, realized what time it was and I checked my text messages, I saw that text message. It actually read, are you okay? And I'm like, at first I was like, why are you texting me? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. And um, I was like, why? Like, why are you asking me that? And he was like, he's dead. And I just remember going cold. I went cold. I didn't ask questions. 
I just went cold and then I started hyperventilating really bad. Mm-hmm. And I still remember my mom was like outside, uh, like cleaning her car out or something. And I just ran through the house outside, no shoes. And I was like, he's dead. And I had my keys in my hand. So I'm trying to like get in the car. My mom is panicking. I'm crying at this point. I'm like bawling. I'm shaking so bad that I can't even like open the door. She's like, no, you're not driving. I'm going to take you. Mm -hmm. And he was only like probably four minutes from where I stay. So we hop in the car, get over there as quick as possible. Nobody is there. All of the lights are off, but I noticed the yellow tape. Mm. There's just yellow tape. And I remember getting out and just falling to my knees, crying. Wow. And after this tragic moment for you, Dariana, still so, still feel so still got a lot of energy with it right now and I'm I just mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that you were strong enough to share your story and you know how we support you and mm-hmm. what anything that we will do to help you get through any feelings that come up what was your method of coping with that after that happened I remember you me and you seeing each other I don't know when we saw each other I don't know if it was the same day the news it happened or the day after but I remember you coming to the house I was staying at because I was staying with mm-hmm. yep and again, I'm just like, what do I do for this girl? But I'm just so moved to like know that as a community, we have to we have to take care of you. What is it that you need? You need therapy. What is it like? What? How did you cope with it? And did you feel supported? I definitely felt supported, for sure. Honestly, I coped with yoga. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of yoga and a lot of crying. Like I said, he was on, you know, a bit higher frequency than me. And he would always just give me advice about things that I just wasn't aware of. As soon as that happened, everything he had ever told me gave me strength. Mm. And that's another really big thing that helped me to feel the feelings, acknowledge the feelings and be able to transmute them into something else. Like, I can't stress that enough. He honestly is what catapulted my spiritual journey like this event really not just him but this event Mm -hmm. because this was something that I had never experienced before like I hadn't even ever lost like a really close family member so I had never experienced anything like this before a grief like grief on this level yeah and I was like Okay, I gave myself maybe like three weeks to just do nothing, to do nothing. I slept a lot, you know, I felt the feels. And then I was like, okay, this is really heavy. I don't want to feel like this. And I also don't want to experience what he experienced. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of his mental digression was because he was grieving his close family mm-hmm. member that he had lost not even a year before. I mean, a really close family. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a year after when this happened. So I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to just be swallowed in these feelings. So I'm going to move forward, whatever that looks like. 
and I just immersed myself in yoga. I moved my body, I moved my emotions, I moved my thoughts, and I was dedicated to that. I was dedicating to healing. I was dedicated to feeling better and just accepting what happened. And that was hard and it took a while. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that came, you know, months. It's taking years. Yeah. But the moment I dedicated myself to accepting this and growing from this is when things became easier on top of me having the support from my tribe. And on top of me talking about it, like I had to tell everybody, all of my people, what happened. So Mm -hmm. I was talking about it often. And this is, you know, it's still really fresh at this point. So Mm -hmm. me talking about it and communicating about it, even when I didn't want to, is how I can can communicate about it today and be able to hold my emotions and to acknowledge my emotions yeah it's man you were very aware emotionally aware right in this Mm -hmm. moment now that's not common for everyone Mm -hmm. you know to be like okay let's shift the perspective of this to this area this this area that serves me better Mm -hmm. in my healing process right Right. Um, whereas someone who doesn't already practice that because you were practicing that. I mean, we met in yoga, right? So mm-hmm. you were practicing these things um, and already introduced to these things. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not as common to everyone to practice that self-awareness and to know like maybe this perspective can help or this practice helps me move these emotions and it's okay to cry and feel mm-hmm. these emotions and these things. Um, someone else would probably blame themselves right they would probably internalize that and I experienced that too I experienced that too I had to move through that too okay so you did those emotions as well so it's not like you overrode or you bypass anything right exactly exactly I experienced and it's so funny because you told me this you were like grief, you're going to have to experience every last single one of those emotions individually. I said that to you? Yes. You said <laughs> you're going to have to experience the anger, the sadness, the happiness, all of it. And I wow. was like, well, I don't really see how I can be angry at the situation because I understand. Mm-hmm. But no, I've definitely like. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that now that you said that. Yeah. And it's interesting, I, hopefully one day I'll share a little bit more of my story with the space that I was in, because I was also grieving a loss, mm-hmm. but not in that way, right? No right. one committed right. self-harm, but I was grieving a loss, and I I was speaking from that place. And, mm-hmm. okay, let's say, yeah, you had someone like me that said that to you, and you you took it in. You mm-hmm. still have to have a certain, certain kind of openness to receive that information, though, and to understand what that means. Right. And you had it. So I'm, I'm turning, you know me, I always turn the authority back to you and say, hey, you always had this authority. I just reminded you. Right. So for anyone listening that has experienced that, what advice would you give them on how to strengthen that trust to receive that and to also strengthen the co- or expand your capacity to feel safe with grief, feel safe with anger, 
all of the emotions and not get absorbed into it, right? Because when we talk about me telling you, hey, Dariana, you need to let it all come through. Mm-hmm. You need to be upset that he did that. You need to be mm-hmm. bitter. You need right. to be jealous. You need to be happy. You need to be sad. You need to feel it all and let it pass through you. Right. What kind of advice would you give someone that is a maybe a little resistance or afraid of that space? I would just say don't allow your grief to disregard the blessings that came with what is now no longer yours. Mm. Like that was, that was a really big thing for me. Like, okay, I've lost this person, but the things that we experience and what he's left with me is just as much of a blessing as he was. So to some capacity, he is still with me. Yeah. Also just valuing your own mental health, your own feelings. Like I had to really, really be gentle and graceful with myself. Yeah. And honest. Yeah. You know, one thing I don't think people understand or consider is before you commit something like that upon yourself, I don't, I don't think it ever crosses their mind how much they hurt other people. Right. And of course, the world isn't about making other people comfortable, but right. the amount of pain it invokes upon the people you leave behind is so enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was looking at this guy's podcast interview and his friend, experience, he experienced the same, one, a similar situation with one of his friends who committed self-harm. Mm-hmm. And he got a lot of um, responses from his anger towards him. He was angry on the podcast. You know, he was cursing. He was like, he's an effing coward. He was angry. And I don't think a lot of people understood that that's also a valid emotion. That emotion is also valid along with grief, mm-hmm. along with sadness, all of these things that make us human. And when I, I seen that, I just moved, I moved to tears because I was like, wow. I was just grateful that he was vulnerable enough to show that space mm-hmm. and let those know like, hey, don't. Let's think about our actions and also know like you may not feel like you're loved in that moment, but you are deeply loved. Yeah. You're deeply loved and it hurts people when you do when you do those actions. And like I said, I've never experienced it personally, but to be next to you mm-hmm. when you experience, I'm an empath myself, so I felt it all. Mm-hmm. And also I didn't mention to our listeners, but I knew his family as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, been to the house. So yeah, it was something I never would have imagined. I would have known so close. So it was kind of close to home to me too. Cause I'm like, wow, I knew that person. Wait a minute. Woo. Right. Hello, community of listeners. We just wanted to give a soft interruption to remind you that the stories being shared on this episode are for educational purposes only. If you have a pre-existing mental health condition or you are starting to experience signs and symptoms of mental illness, we do not recommend you continue to listen to this episode without the supervision of a mental health professional, as this episode can be emotionally intense. If you do not have a doctor or therapist, please contact us for further support at info at girlstance.org. Back to the show. Right. Sometimes you only hear about this from a distance or people you don't know. Right. So yeah, it was like, woof. So how are you now? I know you mentioned you're still coping with some things. 
Mm-hmm. It feels a little fresh. But in this particular moment, how are you feeling right now when you speak of him? Um, it still hurts. It still hurts, but I think it hurts now because I feel bad that he had to go through that. Mm -hmm. And I also have a bit of like, I don't want to call it sorrow, but like, I also feel bad for myself for having to go through that. Do you want to, do you want to find some type of something that helps you not feel as, as much as you feel? Uh, I wouldn't say that either. I think just personally, me getting to a space where I can talk about it and not, you know, feel like I'm going to cry or, I mean, there's been times where I've, you know, talked about it and been happy. Yeah. It just kind of mad. It, it depends on what details I'm acknowledging. Yeah. But for me to fully like heal from this experience is what I'm looking forward to. Mm. And that's, that's a beautiful picture and a beautiful painting to actually end this first part because that was it, you know, like mm-hmm. it's getting to the point of, did you, how do you feel to walk in this earth knowing that pain is also a part of your makeup mm-hmm. and that sorrow is also a part of your makeup and that you can still walk in this world joyful, beautiful, and carry that in your basket, mm-hmm. in your back, and it's okay. Yes. And you can move on and, and love again. Yes. And, and it's okay. So that was my next thought, but you had already paint the picture that, hey, it, it, it is what it, I'm ready for. It. This is, yeah. this is I'm, it's going to be a part of my bag. Like, hey, it is what yeah. it is. I signed up for it, you know? And yes. that part, I signed up for this. Yeah. And not carry it as a negative weight mm-hmm. and be okay with that. So mm, that's some power there. Yeah, for sure. That is some power. You said you was how tall? Five one. <laughs> how a little bit of body carry all that power? <laughs> how you got all that power and attitude in that little bitty body? Yeah, like a lot of dynamite coming a little stick. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so as we wrap up this first part, we kind of went on the dark side of things, and you know everything is birthed from darkness. So we went on exactly. dark side of things. And part one, but we're gonna get yeah. to the we get into the light in part two. But before we leave, give me one word that affirms your power as a woman. Mm-hmm. It's vivacious. Yeah. Because the way that I transmute things and still keep my same, you know, aura and essence and personality, I'm just vivacious. I'm I'm lively. I'm very just animated and lively. And yes, these types of things happen to me, but that doesn't, it doesn't affect my spirit. And I do feel like my spirit was a bit broken at one point, but honey, I'm back. Mm-hmm. I'm back. So the definition of vivacious is yeah. attractively lively and animated, typically yeah. of the woman. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I, I think that's 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 accurate. You know, I used to call you a little Tinkerbell. Yeah. <laughs> Tinkerbell, little fairies, and Tinkerbell <laughs> got that energy. They got that they lively, vivacious energy. Yeah. They just lively in temperament, conduct, and spirit. 
Yeah, I agree. I like that. That's that's beautiful. Wow, Dariana, this was an amazing interview. I thank you for coming on here and sharing your story. I truly believe that you're going to help others overcome some of those experiences as well. And maybe even mm-hmm. mothers who have experiences with their own child, but mm-hmm. to acknowledge and say, this is what I said, this is what I felt. And yeah. it's okay. It's yeah. so powerful. And I just, I'm just grateful to know you. I'm grateful that mm-hmm. our, our essence crossed paths and I can't mm-hmm. wait to just see you at your highest potential. You are already there, first of all. Let me take that back. Right. You're already at your highest, <laughs> but I'm just here to witness the other side you're going to show us. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm so grateful for this opportunity as well. But thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today. What feelings are you left with after hearing today's episode? What did today's episode spark in you? Did you hear something that you feel is hard to apply to your life? Or did something powerfully resonate with you? DM us on Instagram at girlstandschop and let's talk about it. Are you a girl between the age of 13 and 24 looking to master self-awareness, calmness, and elegance? Think of joining our upcoming programs at girlstands.org. Oh, and don't forget to leave us the ratings on iTunes and Spotify so more young women can grow with us. In the meantime, check out all the links located in our podcast description for more information. What She Said is presented by Girl Stems Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in guiding girls to strengthen internal resources to navigate dysfunctional patterns at the level of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. <laughs>